All right, welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be our podcast host. And uh, back by popular demand with me today is Brian. Uh, Brian, Canadian patriot, former uh, Canadian Forces Service member and a longtime friend of the Canadian Gun Vault is joining us today. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me, Mark. Always a pleasure. We haven't even gotten started yet, and I know that this is going to be a good one. I, I don't pay uh, close attention to the uh, political circuit the way perhaps uh, I should. I know you do, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about. I mean, certainly there's a lot going on. Uh, Brian, some of the things that you see happening today out there, right? things that need to be discussed, things that the uh, audience might be interested in, uh, right off the top of your head, you know, uh, we've got some uh, new legislation that looks like it's being brewed up by this uh, liberal government. I know you have some strong opinions about this subject. Uh, what do you think is coming down the pike? A lot of people asking questions about this. Uh, I know, I know you got some thoughts. Well, I I, I uh, always believe in uh, preparing for the worst and hope and, and hoping for the best. Mm-hmm. I I think uh, worst case scenario, and I, I think unfortunately in this circumstance it's very likely. I think um, I think this government is going to surprise us with a proposal for a complete ban on all semi-automatics yeah. and all handguns. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I got to tell you, there's a lot of people out there right, that think that we might be signaling some false alarms. Uh, you know what? I'm not, I'm not thinking so. I, I refuse to be guilty of ignoring the signs uh, of things to come. And, and certainly I see a government that's in place right now that doesn't seem to give a shit about anything. Uh, you know, Excuse my language. This may, this may be a little bit more of a rambunctious uh, rant kind of Canadian gun vault behind the vault door. But I, I've seen a government that seems to say I'm sorry a lot and or seems to be doing whatever they want. Uh, so I'm not in complete disagreement with you. I think something bigger is coming down the pike than most people expect. Well, it, this this government seems to want to double down on the whole image of uh, of being progressive. Uh, you know, we've heard this, this nonsense that the Canadian forces is reorienting itself along uh, feminist lines. Uh, I, I'm sure our enemies are quaking in their boots about the idea <laughs> of a military that is focusing on gender politics and uh, and that kind of thing rather than focusing on fighting ability. And, and for the record, Mark, I've worked with many tremendous female soldiers. I work with many tr- uh, tremendous uh, female law enforcement personnel, and they're amazing, and I, and, and I haven't got a thing to say against them. No. But to make that the focus of the military, or of any other arm of, uh, of government is just nonsensical. It's divisive. It's, uh, it's uh, playing sexual politics, and uh, it's uh, moronic, in my, in my opinion. And this government, I mean, you know, we've all given tried to give them a chance, and they're not who I voted for, but this is democracy, and everyone gets their chance, and these guys got in there, and they tried to do things differently, uh, you know, and... Uh, they are embarking down a road where they don't seem to care that, you know, I don't know if you heard, but apparently 88,000 jobs were lost in, in January. I have 88,000 jobs yeah. were lost. And, you know, uh, despite the fact that uh, so far the American economy and the Canadian economy have been running uh, gangbusters, uh, uh, you know, mostly due to to uh, the, the surprise... Uh, effect of of Trump on the on the markets um, be, uh, having a, a positive effect, and I understand there's been some corrections going on, but um, uh, all of a sudden we're seeing massive job losses because of uh, socialistic uh, uh, you know uh, changes to the workplace, and rather than allowing markets to set the rates, um, the, this government has embarked on the road to full socialism borderline communism and I know people are gonna 
you know, oh, you're just you're 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 fear mongering. Yeah. It's not fear mongering. It this is a progressive uh, set of steps that will lead to less freedom and more regulation. And you may say, well, that's fine because it'll be more fair. Well, fair to who? Fair yeah. to the people who are making the jobs? Fair to the people who create the wealth that the rest of us bathe in in this, in this wonderful country of ours? Because, you know, the government doesn't make wealth. Taxation doesn't create wealth. It doesn't. It would if, it would if you asked Justin Trudeau, well, I'm sure. And, and, and a lot of his friends. It does not create wealth. No. You cannot tax yourself into prosperity. That is uh, 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 fallacious thinking. It, it, it does not work. It is, is completely uh, moronic to assume such a thing. So what you have to do is you have to take something from someone who has earned it and give it to someone who has not. And that is ultimately where we're headed. And, and I'm not against... Uh, you know, uh, universal health care, and I'm not against the welfare, and I'm not against immigration, I'm not against any of these things. But this idea that we're going to get wealthy by taxing and by ratcheting up our credit cards to the absolute max, creating massive debt and massive, uh, uh, um, you know, deficits is is a stupidity on a level never before seen in Canadian government. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. Is, is, is the term Absolutely. that I use. I, you know, I, so, so, so getting back to, to firearms, um, this government is doubling down on stupid and they have gone after, uh, you know, our, our, they've destroyed our, our oil industry. They're, uh, you know, flinging up windmills faster than, uh, than, than anyone could have imagined to create electricity that's among the most expensive in the world. Uh, you know, we're, we're running Ontario into the ground, yeah. uh, uh, financially. I mean, we're, we're, we make Greece look like a well-run financial powerhouse, uh, <laughs> all the while, you know, singing these platitudes that we're all equal and everything's going to be wonderful and we're helping the disadvantaged. Meanwhile, you know, the people don't understand that you, you can't help people when you're bankrupt. So this government in the absence of doing anything or not needing to do anything at all is going to double down on stupid. And I think rather than just push a couple of, you know, sort of, uh, mild changes to the firearms act without pissing anyone off. The fact of the matter is they know that 99% of firearms owners don't vote liberal. Mm -hmm. And so they're gonna play to their base and they're gonna, they're gonna out, outmaneuver the NDP. They're going to go left of the NDP and they're going to turn around and they're going to say, you know, for the safety of all Canadians and due to the horrific acts down in the States at, uh, you know, Las, Las Vegas, Vegas and amongst other places, uh, we need to bring these death machines off the street. And I, I firmly believe that they are going to bang us all with a surprise announcement that all semi-automatics are going to be confiscated and destroyed and all handguns are going to be banned or very, very tightly controlled. And I, I, you know, I hope that I'm wrong and I and maybe sounding an alarm bell, but, but people mark my words. This is a government that has outdone itself in stupidity. And anyone out there who thinks they're doing a good job knows nothing about economics and knows nothing about policy. Yeah. This government 
has turned this country into the laughing stock of the world. And I understand that some people out there don't didn't like Harper. I understand that he wasn't a very, you know, suave kind of guy. He didn't come across as a rock star the way Trudeau does, although I don't see it. But the fact <laughs> of the matter is, our last government was pretty libertarian at heart, left most of us to our own devices, and tried to create a positive business environment. And what we had was a media and a power group outside that kept demonizing the government and created this false sense that that the you know the the end of the road was coming and that our country was collapsing and turning into something else the fact of the matter is we were a well-run economic powerhouse and uh, we went through some very hard economic times and came out smelling like roses and and now that we're not in a war and we're not in an economic crisis, we have a government that's flushing us down the toilet and it's completely contemptible. And I'm sorry, if you got fooled, that's one thing. If you voted believing that the liberals were the best thing, that's another thing. And if you still believe that, then I can't help you. Yeah. I, I can't help you. Well, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, so many good points there, Brian. And I mean... I don't even know where to begin. Uh, first of all, back to firearms and a, and a complete ban on semi-automatics and or further restriction. I, like I got to tell you, look at, right, folks. For I guess I guess in radio you can't see this, but Brian's taking a picture of me right now. <laughs> a little little behind the scenes type activity. Uh, you know, I, I I've I've never seen uh, more people unhappy with the government. I've never seen more people uh, willing to stand behind, uh, you know, a government blindly uh, on the left, uh, ignoring all the warning signs that were being flushed down the toilet, as Brian puts it. Uh, you know, I, 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 I got to take Brian seriously. I know you keep very uh, up to speed on these things. I want to believe that there's not going to be a blanket ban on semi-automatics. But then again, you know what? I survived the mid-90s and I saw what they did and, and, and nobody saw it coming. I remember people saying to me, there's no way they'll ban AK-47s. There's no way, right, that they're going to take AR-15s and push them into the restricted class of firearms. There, there are guns uh, that were out there, folks, that were non-restricted, that were used for decades, and nobody ever used them in any kind of crimes here in Canada. Great guns like the FN, uh, FAL, you know, and, and, and to, to watch them prohibit these items and restrict their movement and or ban them outright altogether and, and, and to take them away from people without compensation was, was unheard of and certainly was something that people didn't believe could happen, but it did. So I'm with you. Uh, I, I got to tell you, I want to believe that they won't do it, but then again, I've seen them do things like this in the past, and I know that this generation, uh, this internet-savvy generation, uh, hasn't been really introduced yet to, to that kind of uh, abuse of power, if you want to put it that way, and certainly that's the way I well, see it. Well, I mean, they, they, are, they are undergoing the abuse of power. They just don't know what's happening, and it's very insidious, and, you know, Five or six years ago, I, 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 along with most of you out there uh, listening, had a good laugh at the expense of the uh, tinfoil hat wearing conspiracy theorists. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think if you take away this whole idea that there are dark and murky organizations that are trying to, uh, you know, uh, run all our lives um, and, 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 and instead consider this. There are dark and murky organizations out there 
trying to run all our lives. lives. And it's obvious. <laughs> yeah. If you can't see it, look at George Soros, look at Tides, look at Vaz, look at, uh, you know, the Open Societies Foundations, billions, tens, hundreds of billions of dollars being poured into uh, circumstances that influence elections. You talk about uh, Russian collusion in the American election. Give me a break. Let's talk about American collusion in the, in the Canadian election. <laughs> Uh, you know, the Obamas and the Clintons uh, involving themselves in our elections to get Stephen Harper thrown out and, mm. uh, and, and creating all kinds of, you know, I mean, this was a close election. People would, wouldn't consider that, but it, it, it was a pretty close election. <laughs> and, uh, um, for, those, for those of you that are listening, we have a little, a little feline freight train just went on by by the name of Charlie. We have about a five-pound cat that... That moves like a lightning bolt. <laughs> that occasionally, that occasionally runs on by. It's the polar opposite of my Chloe, which is a 25-pound hippopotamus cat. Uh, but you know, li- listening to you speak, I, I got to tell you, I've gotten gotten a few ideas in my head that I wanted to run past you. Certainly, uh, certainly, spending time with you, Brian, enlightens me. I, you know, I, I I I read a lot of things. I listen to a lot of things that I might not ordinarily uh, pay close attention to. I know you brought Dr. Jordan Peterson to my attention. I I've watched some of his videos. I've listened to the man speak. He's he's brilliant, and, and certainly breaks it down in a way that's digestible for people. I, I think uh, you know to, to have the ability to understand perhaps what's happening. Out there uh, in the in the world of politics uh, here in Canada and and to know that somebody you know that close to home Toronto based uh, you know Jordan Peterson uh, you know I understand that he was a professor and listening to him speak has certainly been uh, you know exciting for me to, to hear somebody kind of break it down in a way that that even I understand I don't I don't profess to be uh, the most politically savvy guy on the planet I love guns I love the firearm community I've had to pay closer attention to these things but uh, but listening to that man speak has really kind of brought to my attention uh, some of the things that are really going on and uh, you know again the tinfoil hat theorists uh, you don't want to believe that there's anything to it and uh, certainly you know 99.9% of the time I'm sure that uh, a lot of the theorists are way off base but you know that point zero one percent of the time they might be right uh, you know it might blow you away but there's a lot of things going on that seem to be pretty obvious to me that uh, that are happening in this country that perhaps shouldn't be well you know the fact of the matter is someone's always going to rule mm. over us whether we like it or not mm. there are the powerful there are those those men and women who live for power and um, that that's not to say they necessarily want to come into our homes and tell us how to live our daily lives in our homes although I would say that on the left side of the spectrum that that is becoming more prevalent it's they're certainly trying to tell us how to think um, uh, but there are people on both sides of the political spectrum that want to be in power because that's where the money is. Mm-hmm. And when you control the purse strings, I mean, there is no more money. It's it's credit. That That's all that's left. So we have access to credit. And, and you know, while they rifle through the treasury and, and, and play on the mountains of money or, or dance around on, on the columns of, of, of minuses that we, we call our, our, our national budget, um, they live the high life, travel around the world, stay in five-star hotels, and hobnob with billionaires, rock stars, and 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 uh, political, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, famous people. And you know that there is that side to it. Whether it's left or right, there are people on both sides. Um, and uh, if we don't like the way that is, 
there's there's a couple of things I, I really I want to say, Mark. You and I have discussed here that I I, I want to get out there and I want people to understand. First of all, rather than getting on social media media and ranting, like let's let's be smarter than that. We all know people that get out there on both sides of the spectrum and they rant and they carry on. They make threats. Mm-hmm. Um, and this strikes me as people who are more used to playing Call of Duty than actually going out and doing anything. Yes. So, and and I, I, I've experienced that because I play Call of Duty. <laughs> and uh, I, I hear the threats and the tough talk and it's like, shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. You're nobody. Okay? So don't think you're going to get tough. You're going to get on the, on the internet and you're going to start threatening political people and nothing's going to happen. <laughs> You are going to get a knock on your door and you're going to lose your firearms and you're probably going to lose your job and you may very well lose your liberty. So stop with the threats, Mm -hmm. okay? If you're really all that upset about it and you want to do something, then tell you what, learn, educate yourself about the political process and educate other people and get involved in the political process and affect change through the legal democratic means that we have at our disposal. Go out and volunteer for your conservative or green or NDP member of parliament or liberal. If you're a liberal, do it and and, and affect change within the party that you want to see. Because the fact of the matter is, I don't care which party you belong to, we all should be here to help each other make Canada better. It's not about having the Canada that we want. It's about making Canada better. Firearms ownership and freedom is a is a liberty. It's a freedom. It's not a privilege. And I understand that a lot of people think under, under Canadian law it is a privilege, and, and perhaps it is defined that way. But in my opinion and in my estimation, firearms rights are rights. They are they are given to unto us by by the fact that we are free men and women mm-hmm. all right we are we are free yeah. and 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 the government works for us and legislation works for us and the courts work for us judges lawyers police corrections everyone works for us we are the state not them and by educating ourselves and by affecting positive political change that is how we maintain our control over the state so people need to need to calm down they need to stop talking about what they're gonna do because they're not they're not gonna do it and they need to stop it anyone who's really gonna do stuff they they know all about it Mm -hmm. the people who matter know all about it and 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 security is well in hand so Mm -hmm. people need to be smarter yeah. And 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 we were talking about Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson offers a very refreshing take on today's chaos. The the chaos of left versus right of of the seeming lack of logic in dialogue today which is all about opinion and is all about feelings. Because opinion and feelings bear very little in common with um true intellect uh in fact feelings can go and fly directly in the face of of true intellectual argument so um if you haven't listened to jordan peterson go check him out on youtube or on facebook um he's very interesting to listen to you you may not agree with everything he says although you probably will agree with most because the man's incredibly intelligent and he's very well spoken and he's very careful in what he says and um he appeals more to conservatives 
but I find it very interesting that he considers himself a classic liberal, which is 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 you know quite telling because today conservatism in Canada tends to be a lot closer to classical liberalism. Mm-hmm. We believe you know we believe in the freedom of the individual, the freedom you know our, our conservatism tends to lean a little more libertarian mm-hmm. in its nature, um, whereas liberalism has taken a hard left turn and tends to be entirely consumed with telling everyone what they can't do. Yeah. Not what they can do, what they can't do. Yeah. And uh, and I grow weary of that. And when I'm having half my pay- paycheck taken from me every every month or every two weeks, um, uh, I start to resent being told what I can and can't do. Um, you know, I, I don't want to tell anyone else how to live their lives, so don't tell me how to live mine. Yeah. You know. Um, and uh, you know, you know, just just uh, yeah, I'm gonna stop you there for one second, just only because. You know, I want to fit myself uh, into this conversation too. I tell you, when I when I talk to Brian, folks, I, I you know, I I just love to take it all in. A uh, couple things came up uh, this week. Uh, certainly, uh, certainly hearing uh, Justin Trudeau's response to uh, an audience member. I, I wanted to bring this up, and I and I don't want to I don't want to miss this point because when I heard this one, I, I gotta I gotta admit, I uh, the, the hair on the back of my neck just stood straight up. Uh, hearing a uh, an injured uh, veteran, you know, uh, asking the question, you know, what what's going on? Why why is this government uh, the government that promised that it would not be fighting with uh, Canadian combat veterans over benefits? Uh, why is this government, you know, giving giving its veterans and the people that have given so much a hard time uh, in, in in the court of law, and to have Justin Trudeau? amongst the the billions of dollars that have managed to uh, make their way uh, out of this country, uh, uh, the millions of dollars that get seemingly spent on frivolous uh, and and, and almost non-intelligent way that this money's being spent, to have Justin Trudeau sit there and say that Canadian veterans are asking for more than we can give. Right. What did you think of that statement? Because I like, I mean, that one, as soon as I heard that, I thought, oh God, I got to call Brian on this one. He's going to have an opinion. So I'm I'm very I'm very torn on this issue because I don't understand why governments of both stripes um, basically turn their backs on veterans. Now, originally under Critchie and Martin, uh, the new Veterans Charter was proposed. Under Harper, it was signed into law. And the Veterans Charter, be very clear here, the Veterans Charter was requested by veterans. The lump uh, the lump sums. Right, single mm-hmm. payment sums were requested by veterans. Mm-hmm. These things were all requested. Uh, when the conservatives came into power, they had a good look at the veterans organization, and they determined through auditors that a lot of money was being wasted on operating fee- on operating costs. Mm-hmm. So that some of the centers, the veteran centers uh, that were operating, especially on the in the Maritimes, uh, were were um, top heavy with staff and bottom heavy with services. So they, they cut them and it was very bad optically and it hurt the conservatives immensely. And a lot of veterans turned away from the conservatives and anybody but conservative movement started up. Um, now I have nothing but contempt for that group. Um, they sold them, them themselves out. They were funded by by socialist unions like borderline Bolsheviks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, I have a lot of hostility for that. Um, they sold out their fellow uh, soldiers, their fellow vets, and there are soldiers in the armed forces who are suffering on duty now 
because a bunch of coffee and donut eaters uh, wanted <laughs> wanted a place to sit around, <laughs> yeah. sit around and talk old army times. Yeah. And yeah, that that's true. And as a veteran, I can say that. I know I've seen these people. Yeah. I've seen them. Okay, so I I, I am contemptuous of them. Yeah. Um, because I care about the serving soldiers as much as I care about the veterans. Mm -hmm. However, that being said, both governments have failed to de declare that there is a sacred obligation to vets. Of all the people that both governments, any governments, should be willing to do anything for is the people who put their lives on the line to demonstrate the willingness to sacrifice themselves for the security of the state and to and to enforce and carry out the directives of our government as it relates to Canadian foreign policy. And many of these people have been horribly wounded, they've been maimed, and they've been killed. And that the benefits uh, that these people are entitled to should not be um, uh, generous makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. And I understand it's expensive. But when we're pumping billions of dollars out to every country under the friggin' sun so that we can look good to the UN and then having arguments with veterans makes no damn sense. No, no it doesn't. And, 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 and again, soldiers tend to lean conservative. And for the conservatives to have failed to simply say, we love our vets. And, and, and our people at the time, our people are fighting and we're going to look after them. And they're coming back horrifically injured and they're coming back with stress injuries and there's all kinds of nonsense going on. We're going to look after them. And, and it's going to solve a bunch of the problems that we have with homeless people and with mental illness and all kinds of things. I don't understand it. That being said, to be fair, I'm not in Veterans Affairs and I'm not in the government. So I don't know what the motivation is not to not to placate that particular group of people. Uh, I just, I, I really don't get it. But uh, both governments chose to go that route. Uh, the optics weren't good for the conservatives, but ultimately the conservatives did a lot of good for the forces. And uh, whether, and I've had many arguments with, with liberal friends about this, uh, but when it comes down to it, we got new tanks, we got new ships, we got new planes, we got new artillery, uh, uh, we got uh, uh, benefits packages for people serving overseas. We got uh, you know, tax relief. There, there were lots of things that were, were looked after under the conservatives. Uh, it's been nothing but cuts under the liberals. And a talk to return to returning to blueberry peacekeeping, which is insane and demonstrates a complete lack of military and, and, and foreign policy knowledge on the part of this government. But uh, again, I, I, you know, we could rant all day about how out of touch this government is with, um, with, with the the true state of affairs around the world, and I, I don't think we even scratched the surface. Well, rights. no, I don't. I don't think we would. And and certainly, you know, I've never paid closer attention to politics than I have <laughs> recently. I've I've got to admit, you know, uh, I've been surrounded by politics my whole life. I try to avoid it, you know, for the better part of my adult life. Uh, but I'm paying closer attention to it now. Not as much as I'd like uh, like to, and certainly not as much as perhaps I should, but I would encourage everybody uh, to pay close attention to the parliamentary sessions. I, I'm seeing things, and I've said this before in our podcast, and certainly I've talked about it uh, a number of times on the page. 
to watch what goes on in Parliament, to actually get involved in the process, as you said, uh, to, uh, to, you know, to call your member of Parliament, to write your member of Parliament, to insist you know, on getting directly involved in the process by volunteering you know, uh, for, for whatever party you should subscribe to. Like, I mean, it's, it's really important that people uh, do more uh, than, than, than just kind of uh, engage in the rat race day to day, trying to pay your bills, going to and from work, uh, punching the clock at nine to five. You, you really should pay attention to what's going on because up, up in parliament, I have never seen a government uh, so, so willing to make mistakes, say I'm sorry, and say let's move on. I, I like I, I can't believe how often it seems to be happening. We've got major ethical breaches or, or, in terms or, of conduct, or, or not say sorry. Yeah, or not or say, not say or, sorry. or or not say you know, sorry. And, and uh, you know, this is the same government that is uh, has has sent the CRA out to attack everyone uh, for nickel dime, nickel and diming everyone for every every little thing, but is giving a pass to the government on millions of dollars of misspent money billions of dollars of missing infrastructure money oh well who cares uh, yeah, what, are you, what we, are you gonna do we don't know reverse. where we don't know where it is we're, right. reverse. we're in touch with ourselves <laughs> you know it's like it's like, <laughs> you know, uh, it's, it's, it's this uh, you know uh, shoulders up in the air eh, what it, are you gonna do it's 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 laughable i like i mean i i i i love listening to justin trudeau stand up and say i said i was sorry I don't, and what I more don't and, like, and, I don't like listening and, to him. and no i well you know i don't i don't like listening to him but i i gotta admit though i love i love how often i've seen this government stand up and as you say shrug their shoulders and and, and 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 to just sit there and say we're sorry we you know we don't know how this could have happened yes I broke the law the Aga Khan trip uh, the infamous right Aga Khan trip that inspired a an investigation by the ethics commissioner that went on for you know a period of about a year and a half the the twenty three time question you know uh, how many times have you met with the uh, ethics commissioner that was never really answered and then to finally get a deliberation uh, from the ethics commissioner indicating that the uh, the prime minister of this country had broken federal law in several instances on this trip accepting. All right, uh, the ride, uh, accepting uh, favor from, uh, you know, uh, uh, like to, to have uh, the entire Liberal Party stand up and vote down a motion to have Justin Trudeau pay back the money from this illegal trip. I mean, he, like he was he was found he was found guilty of ethical breaches uh, of the highest order and seemingly the most the most uh, people people. How could you not see that there's a problem with accepting accepting anything uh, from from this man they've done it right they've broken the law and they just shrug their shoulders and say well oh well uh, and to not pay back taxpayers dollars that were spent breaking the law i mean it just seems to happen again and again and again with this government and 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 its cabinet well and and this this is why i propose to you that the level of arrogance of this government is such that it indicates that i don't think anything is outside their purview and no. I, I do believe even though we all sit here and we say, well, it makes no sense to ban semi-automatics in Canada because why would they come after us? There haven't been any problems. We've all been well-behaved. The, <laughs> the law seems to be working. And that's exactly my point. It's stupid and they're arrogant and that's why they're going to do it. And 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 I, you know what? Listen, I really hope I'm wrong. Yeah, I'm with I you. will sit here down the road after this law comes out if if I'm wrong, and I will say, well, thank God, God I, I was, was wrong. wrong. Yeah, but yeah. but 
I'm not sure I'm wrong. <laughs> and so I want everyone to be ready about how bad it can get. We're headed down the road to Australian style gun laws. You know what? Certainly, I'm in agreement with you on a lot of issues. I'm, I'm definitely going to echo your sentiments as it relates to being wrong. If, if, if you're wrong about that one. I mean, for the number of times that I've been accused of perhaps uh, sounding alarm bells unnecessary, I'll tell you this. I'll be the first guy to admit that I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. If I'm wrong, great. It means I'm not going to yeah, have to survive absolutely. another mid-90s style ban. I'm not going to have to live through somebody uh, sending me an official letter from the RCMP saying that, you know what, we're... I'm, I'm, I apologize. You're just going to have to turn in your private property without any compensation. And, and we're really sorry. There really isn't any good reason for it. Uh, we don't have any stats to back it up. There's nothing that suggests that we really should be doing this, but we're going to do it anyway for the greater good. I remember surviving that and thinking to myself, even as a young man in his early 20s, I remember thinking that was wrong, but there was nothing I could do about it. I, I, I don't, did you, I don't know if you heard Andrew Shear's um, uh, quote this week, but he said, the election of 2019 will be between a more free Canada or a less free Canada. Yeah. And, and I, I do firmly agree with that. I think that's very well said. Um, I, I'd like to make a quick point. Uh, for all you people out there who have decided you want to get more political and you want to look into more things, again, you know, I'm just speaking my opinion. You may find yourself more liberal. You may find yourself more leftist. You may, whatever, all the power to you. I ask you to do one thing. Get your news from all over the place. If you only watch the CBC, if you only watch CTV, if you only watch Global, or if you only watch those three things, you're getting news from one source. Uh, you need to listen. You need to read the Star. You need to read the Sun. You need to read the National Post. You need to watch CNN. You need to watch Fox. You need to watch, uh, you know, listen. Listen to the rebel. Check out what they're saying. I understand you may not like what they're saying. I understand you may consider them to be an unreliable uh, news source. But you have to look at all sides of the political spectrum to start to put a picture together of what's true. Because if you're only watching one or two news sources, you're being misinformed. Mm. Right? So you're either uninformed or you're misinformed. Be very, very aware of that. And 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 check it all out. And, and, and think intelligently as i said check out uh uh dr jordan peterson have a listen to what he says he will open your mind to a new way of looking at things and you don't have to believe everything he says but if he changes the way you look at life and if he changes the way you look at thought it'll be well worth your your journey it's it's very very interesting excellent excellent well listen brian always a pleasure having you here on the show all right thank you so much for joining us here today Cheers, right brother. really really a great time as always folks we hope you've enjoyed uh, this week's podcast and uh, canada as always right take care of yourselves remember to shoot straight stay safe